Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Always follow the money. money. That's what I always say. You always follow the money. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Get a $10 free bet when you sign up for First Bet, VEASAN's preferred horse racing app. Use the code HORSE200 for the $10, plus get 100% match on the first deposit up to $200. Wagering at more than 300 tracks, AI-assisted picks, First Bet app, easiest way to bet on your favorite sport. Secure payments, great customer service, reliable website. Details at VEASAN.com slash horses. Sign up now. It's wall-to-wall NFL Week 18 for the final two hours of this show today. And there is a huge game in the AFC South tomorrow night between Jacksonville and Tennessee. Mia O'Brien covers the Jags for 1010XL in Jacksonville, and she is kind enough here to join us for a few minutes on a Friday morning. Mia, thanks for the time today. How are you? Hey, thanks for having me, boys. Happy Friday. Yep, back at you. So we kicked this around briefly before the break coming back here. I'm wondering, as somebody who has covered this team now for a long time, like I look at the the history here of Jacksonville in the playoffs. They had that home win over Buffalo in 2018, 10-3. That was a Tyrod uh, Taylor game for the Bills. You have to go all the way back to the late 90s, though. They they crushed the Dolphins 62-7. Then they lost to the same Tennessee team to go to the Super Bowl. Where does tomorrow night rank among the all-time home crowds for this team? Yeah, well, I'll tell you this much. Uh, the six, first 60,000 fans in attendance, which the stadium seats about a little shy of 70,000 fans, will be receiving these teal towels that say it was always the Jags. 
that's kind of become the team's moniker during this win streak over the last four weeks and over the second half of the season, coined by none other than backup safety Dewey Wingard. Um, so that's kind of just been their calling card as they run around and they scream it was always the Jags because even mired in a two and six start to the season, they believe that this was supposed to happen, that this team was a team of destiny and that's what the city is believing and that's why I would anticipate at least 65 to 67,000, probably closer to a sellout for this one. Ticket prices have gone absolutely insane. I mean, I've seen some online for $3,000, $10,000 in the nosebleeds. We're talking in the upper tier. Uh, so it'll be a great one on Saturday night. And I know there were a lot of people upset. They felt this team was shafted. They should have gotten Sunday night football. Um, mm -hmm. But I can tell you this, the good folks at TIAA Bankfield are very happy having a primetime game on Saturday, a standalone game at that. How much credit do you give Peterson for, for turning this around, being in this position, and the emergence of Trevor Lawrence and his improvement? Yeah, I mean, almost all of it. Um, he'll tell you that he doesn't deserve any of the credit, but in reality, he always says and his players say that this team is a reflection of him. I, I think that, you know, what's so interesting right now is whether you're a fan or a media member, we jo joke about the Jags are going to jag at some point. That's a common phrase here in Duval County. But with Doug, it just feels different. This doesn't feel like quicksand. This doesn't feel like a flash in the pan because he had to build it over the first eight weeks. Heck, he had to build it over the first eight months of his tenure here in Jacksonville. He had to earn the respect of his players who, quite frankly, and I apologize if this is a, a little bit early for this analogy in the morning, but they, they were like children in a divorce. Like, these were guys that had, had three coaches in three years. They obviously went through the Urban Meyer situation last year. And Doug didn't come in and say, I'm a Super Bowl winning coach. You should respect me. Complete opposite. He came in and tried to earn the respect of each and every player. And that is now paying off in the long run as the Jaguars are playing a meaningful game in week 18. And if you look at the statistics, I mean, this is a Jacksonville offense that has consistently been 26th or worse over the past four seasons, mm. if not worse before then. They're potentially going to be a top 10 offense when all is said and done after week 18. And the weapons that they have. I mean, when they lit up Tennessee in the first meeting, we were talking about this, how Ingram went off, but with so many, with three guys with 60-plus catches and then the emergence of the rushing attack as well, Lawrence also uh, doing it with his feet. I don't know what to take away if I'm a defensive player or coordinator for the other team. Yeah, Christian Kirk was worth the money after all, huh? Everybody that was questioning it. Uh, goes over 1,000 yards for the first time in his career. Evan Ingram, over 750 yards, as is Zay Jones, another signing that was questioned at the time. And that's the beauty of this offense. Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson continue to reiterate that they don't plan for one player to go off in the offense. It's simply they trot out there, they have an idea who may be able to win some matchups, and then they exploit it, and they just go after it and after it and after it again. And sometimes maybe it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's something that may be a little simplified, but it's working. And so I'm really curious to see, knowing that Evan Ingram went for over 200 yards in the last meeting between these two teams, I would anticipate the Tennessee Titans have a little bit more of an answer for him, even if their linebacking core is a little bit beat up. And so it'll be curious to see who steps up next. And also, don't forget some of the wrinkles that Doug Peterson has been able to work into this offense, whether it's Travis Etienne in the backfield, obviously mm -hmm. a 1,000-yard rusher this season, or Jamal Agnew, their kick and punt returner, who was an all-pro with the Detroit Lions. It'll be curious to see how they're able to incorporate him into the offense each week. We've seen him on end-arounds. We've seen him in the passing game. We've seen him in the run game. And so it's always fun to see what sort of special tricks, what sort of Philly specials here in Jacksonville Doug has brought to the table each week. Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mia O'Brien, our guest, she covers 
the Jacksonville Jaguars for 10-10XL in that city. So Derrick Henry had 17 carries for a buck 21 and a touchdown in their first game. He did have a big fumble um, when the Titans were going in again that uh, kind of hurt him uh, with their chances to win that game. Assuming that they really can't neutralize him in this game because Henry's going to get his carries. And let's say he gets like 90 yards or 100 yards. Does Dobbs beat them at all? I thought, you know, all things considered, off the street, basically, Mia, he was pretty decent against the Cowboys. What do you expect from him in this game tomorrow night? Yeah, with Derrick Henry, what you can't forget with that 120-plus yards in the first meeting is that 97 of them came in the first quarter. The Jaguars' defense really locked down from there. Mike Vrabel also inexplicably barely ran him in the second yep. quarter. I'm not yep. really mm. sure. Well, it was like there were two or three three and outs where he didn't hand the ball off to him once. I'm not really sure what he was thinking there. Um, but to answer your question, as far as Josh Dobbs and being able to pick up our new Jaguar secondary, I would think the bigger concern is for the Tennessee Titans, do they have the weapons that Do Josh Dobbs can use? I, I do like Chiggy, the rookie tight end. I think that he was definitely effective. He scored a touchdown against the Jaguars in the first meeting. But without Traylon Burks at 100%, which I think has been the case all season long for the Tennessee Titans, do they have a viable wide receiving option yeah. that the quarterback can play and that or can hit and that they can use as a mismatch? Because right now, if Traylon Burks really did suffer that groin injury that's being reported earlier in the week, and that's on the heels of the concussion that kept him out of the first meeting between these two teams, that doesn't leave a whole lot at the wide receiver position for the Tennessee Titans. And so it doesn't give Josh Dobbs a whole lot to work with. That's why I said I think you have to look out for some of those packages with Malik Willis. I think you'll still see a heavy dose of Derrick Henry, which, by the way, in talking to both media here locally as well as in Nashville, it seems like everybody regards that as a turning point, both in the Titans' six-game losing streak, the Jaguars winning five of six, but also, I have to note, and I'd be remiss if I didn't, and I'm not sure if you guys are familiar, but Shaq Quarterman, the backup linebacker that laid the hit on Derrick Henry, is actually from Fringe Duval County, from Clay County. And, of course, Derrick Henry is from Fringe Duval County up in Yulee, in Nassau County. And so it truly was uh, Jacksonville on Jacksonville area crime. And so if it really was a turning point for both teams – what a symbolic moment for both franchises in the AFC South. I like it. Good angle. So where it matters most out here in Las Vegas and beyond, Jacksonville is a six-and-a-half-point favorite in the game tomorrow night. Do they cover that number, you think, Mia? Um, I think it's pretty much right on the nose. I will tell you that I work with head coach, uh, former Dallas Cowboys head coach Dave Campo, and he told me that he thinks that that is about the right number. He figures it's going to be about a touchdown game, seven or eight. So I would say the Jaguars do cover. In talking with people in the building and talking with some of the members of Doug Peterson's coaching staff, they are expecting a fist fight in this one. They expect Mike Brable to ride Derrick Henry, having rested him against the Dallas Cowboys and having neglected him, like I mentioned earlier, in the early parts of that first half where the game fell out of reach in the first meeting on December 11th. And so I do think this will be more of a slugfest in the prototype that you saw when the Titans went out to Kansas City. The question is, now that they have a quarterback in Josh Dobbs, so to speak, will that be enough to get them a little bit more competitive in that game at Arrowhead? And will they be able to score points? I, th I think that that's been the question for Tennessee all season. Jacksonville can score points, whether it's when they need a touchdown with under two minutes to play, or if they get out an early and if they get out up front early, three scores like they did the last two weeks. Yeah, Derrick Henry's prop, by the way, Mia, for rushing attempts in this game is 21 and a half. I'd take the over. Taking the over on that one. No hesitation, huh? Yeah, no hesitation. Like I said, I, I, if anything, 
The Malik Willis packages are what have me a little bit concerned because this is a Jaguars team that did struggle against the zone read, against Philadelphia, against Daniel Jones when the Giants came to Jacksonville in the early parts of the season. And they did not expect Chris Trevler to play at all against the the New York Jets at MetLife. And so they struggled a little bit in the early going in that matchup, but obviously they settled in. They did a great job last week against Jeff Driscoll, including a key fourth down stop on the opening drive of the game. And so I think they'll be ready for a running quarterback and some package options. Um, But that still is a little frightening knowing that not only would you have a quarterback with a threat to run, but you still have Derrick Henry in the backfield and the receiving game for what it's worth. Uh, There you go. Mia O'Brien covers the Jaguars in Jacksonville on 1010XL. You can follow her on Twitter. She's at Mia O'Brien TV. Enjoy the game tomorrow night. Thanks so much for the time today. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Yep, You got it. Be good. Thanks. There you go. Yeah, I think the crowd tomorrow night is going to be awesome. Lawrence, 261 and a half. Big number. Ooh. But the yep. Tennessee defense, I mean, oh boy. It's going to surpass, yes. I mean, Paul, isn't that screaming? Doesn't that seem too easy almost? Derrick Henry is 21 and a half with the carries. Yeah. I mean, it seems like it's so easy, I want to stay away from it, actually. How many receptions do you think he has? He's not going to get 14 receiving yards either? His, uh, I mean, he's got to be the whole game plan. His receiving prop catches two and a half over his plus 120. Yeah. I would think he would get that, too. But that was uh, ugly the first time around, and especially what they did in the second half. Uh, you, the incentives, again, with Zay Jones and Kirk, too. They have to get uh, low 90s to hit the half a million. Yep. The receptions won't be a problem. But uh, they're, they're, By the way, their numbers have gone up since yesterday. Uh, like everybody was going to bet that. I think they each moved yeah. like three or four yards. In uh, the mid-50s. Yeah. We'll stay in the state of Florida up next. Ira Kaufman covers the Buccaneers in Tampa. He'll join the show. If Tampa's starters give it a go, how long are we talking? That's next here on Follow the Money. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my dad. (laughs) There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Winter sports in full swing. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook, your home for the latest lines, odds, and boost. Whether it's football, hockey, or basketball, they have you covered. New promotions every week. Great house specials. Sunday football parlay insurance. All the props are up for the Saturday games. It's a whole new game at Bet Rivers. More Week 18 National Football League now on the program. Ira Kaufman covers the Buccaneers, has for a long time for Joe Bucks fan in Tampa, and he is uh, joining us here now on an early Friday morning. Ira, thanks for the time as always. How are you? My pleasure, gentlemen. It's 49 degrees here in Tampa. There's panic in the street. (laughs) Panic in the street. You have to scrape the windows today, Ira. What the hell's going on? (laughs) Anytime it dips below 70, we we, we can't handle it. No, I know. Yeah. Uh, The blood's been thinned out for years, no doubt. Okay, so we have played sound bites this week from Tom Brady and Buccaneers head coach, Todd Bowles, uh, Brady, you know, of, of course, he's never going to want to sit the bench. He's going to want to play no matter what the situation is. And Bowles made it sound like they, he, he does want to start uh, his guys. So if they do that, Ira, how long do you think Brady and the other starters will play in this game? I take the guy out after a couple of series. I, I think you got to treat it like a game on, on August 13th. I, I, I do. Mm. Uh, they, they can't move up. They can't move down. Locked into four. Somehow they're going to get a playoff game at eight and eight. Look, Brady wants to play. He doesn't want to finish eight and nine, have his first losing season. If I'm Todd Bowles, that that is zero in in my calculations. The only thing that counts to me is having him ready for Dallas or Philly a week from now. That that's it. That's all I care about. Uh, Grady Jarrett still pissed off about that Atlanta game in in, in Tampa. Uh, I'm not saying he would deliberately try to get Brady hurt, but Mm. he's still mad. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, if Brady, uh, you know, twists his knee and I'm bold, I I can't live with myself. And Buck fans will go crazy. So, all right, he wants to play. You're going to yield to that. Uh, I I disagree, but uh, I'd get him out of there very quickly. I I will follow up with this. Uh, Based on, and I rewatched the game on NFL Network this week, 
I know the Panthers' secondary was decimated, including J.C. Horn. He was on IR not playing in that game. But for the first time, maybe all year long, I mean, they're going deep pretty much the entire, like three quarters out of that game. And we finally, Ira, saw a connection between Brady and Mike Evans. And when you look at Brady's, what, last three games in Atlanta, I know this was on your website, JoeBucksFan.com, 97 for a 139, 995 yards, 10 touchdowns, one INT. Would they prefer to go out there and play like that one more time before seeing the Cowboys in the playoffs? You could argue that. You could. Uh, but I'm certainly not playing them more than a quarter. I'm just not. I mean, I, I, I think the risk is too too big. Now, I've heard people say, you know, Bowles said it this week, if you go out there thinking you're going to get hurt, you probably don't belong in the NFL. I understand that. But let's talk practical terms. Brady's the only reason this team has any chance. Brady's the only reason that the Cowboys or the Eagles defensive coordinator is going to be up at night and having nightmares. He's the only reason. They're not worried uh, about Leonard Fournette. Believe me, they can't run the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy is leading the league by far in pass attempts for a reason. Um, and he's the guy. you got to have him ready. I think it augured very well that uh, they rediscovered Mike Evans just in time. Guys, he's gone 11 weeks without a touchdown. I mean, that's just nuts. He had scored 26 touchdowns the previous two seasons, and he just went 11 weeks without one. They finally threw the ball downfield. Brady's been worried. He doesn't have enough time. The offensive line's not that good. Well, for one for one game against, you know, a Carolina defense that's not terrible, uh, he had plenty of time. I also thought it was a fluke taking the shots, how the, the success they had down the field because of uh, Carolina banged up in the secondary. We, we, you know, the offensive line issues, it's been a problem all year in the injuries. How much of the blame and what, how much locally, how much heat is Leftwich taking? Leftwich has taken almost all of it. The fan base from about midseason on, they had a rough October. They went into Pittsburgh and lost. They went into Charlotte. They scored three points. Uh, and Leftwich has been the target. He's got the bullseye. He doesn't help himself at the podium. Some yeah. of the crazy stuff he says. Uh, he, thinks we, he thinks we're stacked crazy. He says the only thing that counts is points. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. You're not scoring any points. <laughs> um, you know, until Sunday. Guys, they were averaging 17 and a half points. Yeah. The previous the previous two years with Bruce Arians in the mix somewhere in the mix. Um, even as head coach, you, you got to know he was involved in the offense. They averaged 30. They were going to go from 30 to 17. That just doesn't happen in the NFL. Yeah. Which of the three are back next year? Left which Bowles, Brady. Bowles. Bowles is back. The Glazers have never Fired a coach after one season. I'll tell you what, if Bowles didn't make the playoffs this year, I think they might have been tempted to dump him mm. uh, and set and set that kind of precedent. Even if they go 8-9, they're going to get that home playoff game. And, guys, you know Dallas's pedigree in the postseason. Sure. It's not crazy to think the Bucks could win that game. It's not crazy. Uh, I, you know, you would think Dallas will be favored, but it won't be a, a nine-point favorite. And... Um, so I think Bowles saved his job uh, in a wretched division. Got very lucky to be in this division. Mm-hmm. Everywhere else in the NFC, he's four games out of first place. Leftwich is gone. <clears throat> I don't care what they do down the stretch. And, and let's face it, they're not going to they're not going to lift up the Vince Lombardi Trophy this year. They're not. And uh, I think Leftwich is jettisoned. As far as Brady, I now think he's going to play because the divorce is finalized. I, I think that removes a big uh, impediment in his mind. Um, and I think he'll move on. 
will it be uh, the 49ers? Will it be Miami? Will it be the Jets? We'll see. But it's got to be a team that's interested and that he has mutual interest. Okay. And if the backups get involved and we see him in the second half, there was a report about Trask. Uh, how long could Trask play in this game, and what would you expect out of him? I think Gabbard will definitely be the, uh, the the first replacement for Brady when they yank him, which could be after the first quarter. Uh-huh. Uh, that's because if Brady goes down in a playoff game, they're, they're going to go to Gabbard. They're not going to go to Trask right now. Uh, Trask could be the quarterback in 2023, could, um, especially if they feel they're going to retrench and maybe take a step back. Guys, they need a young quarterback. Ultimately, you got to have one of those guys. You got to have a Mahomes. You got to have a Burrow. You got to have an Allen. I mean, that's the way of the world. If you want to be good for seven or eight years, you got to have one of those guys. And they've never had one. They've never had one. They took a chance on Winston. It didn't work. They drafted Trent Dilfer. You know, the guy was mediocre. They've never had one. Mm hmm. Uh, they've never had a quarterback that they drafted that they re-signed to a second contract. Wow. This team's been playing since 1976. It's never happened. I mean, that's crazy. So maybe you go to Trask next year. If, if he bombs out, you draft somebody in 24 uh, after going 5-12. and 12. I mean, it's not ideal, but teams do it uh, all the time, all the time. Yep. So it's going to be Gabbard, and then I think Trask will get some action. Trask has never throwing a pass in an NFL game, and I think that ends on Sunday. Okay. So to confirm, starters will go, but you think no more than one quarter? I, I think one quarter, and if you start taking out the uh, offensive tackles like Donovan Smith and uh, and Wolves, who are not 100%, if you take them out, then you got to take Brady out at the same time. Oh, I totally mm-hmm. agree. Yeah, you can follow Ira on Twitter. He's at iKaufman76. Read him at JoeBucksFan.com. He's going to be uh, winter coat shopping today on Amazon when he's done with us. Stay warm in Florida. <laughs> uh, guys, one more thing. One more thing. I'm going to throw it out there. Uh, yeah, I know you guys are going to slap me around for this. <laughs> I, might be, I might be the voice in the wilderness. I, I don't know. I, I, think, I, think you, I think you should have played the Bengals-Bills uh, uh, game. I, I, I just think you got to play the game. Um, and people say, oh, you can't return to the scene of the crime, and they're not emotionally ready. Guys, they're playing this weekend. They're playing. It's not like they're not playing. So I, I say you got to get the game in. Since 1935, gentlemen, 1935, it's a long time ago. That's the last time not every team in the NFL played the same amount of games. And this year, that's not going to hold. And I know there's all kind of gambling angles on that stuff. And, uh, you know, uh, you know win-loss uh, uh, totals and things could be affected. It's not ideal, guys. It's not ideal. I think you. I think you should have played that game. Well, we only have. Ira, we only have like thirty seconds here. But when would you play the game? I play the game in week nineteen, either as a standalone, uh, or if you want to bring in and start the NFC playoffs, fine. Uh, it's not ideal. You know what? I think that game deserves to be a standalone game in week nineteen. Tremendous interest. Uh, the casual fan will be in. You'll get record ratings for that game. And you push the playoffs back one week. I still haven't heard a compelling reason that you shouldn't do it. All right, fair enough. Stick by your guns then. Ira, thanks for the time today. Enjoy the games this weekend. My pleasure, guys. Thanks. Yep. yep. We talked about that scenario yesterday. I said that was the million-to-one shot. I would, I would love to see it, but I didn't think it was ever going to come to fruition.
We'll continue week 18, NFL better, handicapper, friend of the show. Adam Chernoff is going to join the program. We will go down more scenarios in this crazy week with him, and he likes a couple of bets this week. Find out who with his usual astute analysis coming up here on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. is Follow the Money on VSEN. Big wins at DraftKings Casino, and they bring you a new era of your favorite games, blackjack, roulette, slots, live dealer, table games. A player bet $25 and won $50,000 on Assassin Moon. Another player bet $25 and won $50,000 on Hypernova Megaways. Download the DraftKings Casino app today. New customers have their choice of either deposit bonus, up to $2,000 or $50 in free credit. Download the app and use code VEASAN to claim the offer. It's that easy. Code VEASAN. Got to be 21. Casino.draftkings.com for full details. All right. He loves betting on this league. He provides excellent analysis every single week, and you can catch his podcast as well. It's called The Simple Handicap. Wherever you get your podcast, the great Adam Chernoff joins the program now. Happy New Year, pal. Let's begin. Before we run down the games, and we go rapid fire with you. What do you think of uh, what the NFL announced yesterday with the AFC seeding? I, I, I don't want it to come off as insensitive, but I don't know of a situation that could have played out where the Buffalo Bills benefited more and everybody else kind of kind of got the bad end of the deal in this situation. Now, it's not official yet. They have to vote on it today. So yep. let's see if right. that changes. But. I mean, Kansas City, if they were to get the one seed, would have had a massive home field advantage in that AFC championship game. Now that appears if everything holds out and everybody wins, that will be stripped away from them. So you see a lot of value kind of dissipate within that. Um, You also have the scheduling of the games where when you were watching that game on Monday night before the unfortunate set of circumstances obviously unfolded on the field, Bengals went right up the field on that first drive and were across midfield before the game was stopped and they were up 7-3. So who knows how that could have played out. And we don't know where this neutral site is going to be scheduled. If there's a team that has their fans travel more, especially if this is going to be an indie game potentially, which I don't love overall, but I mean, that's going to be a very pro Buffalo crowd regardless. So, I mean, you're kind of looking at all these scenarios, how they all play out. Chiefs lose the home game for potentially getting the one seed here. The Bengals have no chance of any of it. And the Bills, they, they kind of come out on top in every single scenario here. So I don't know if it was the best exact sort of solution overall or the most fair to everybody, but certainly a pretty big break here for the Bills with how that might look if everybody wins uh, throughout the playoffs here in, the top, in terms of the top seeds. Let's, okay. go, let's start with the game Saturday. KC and the Raiders. KC laying uh, double digits on the road. Stidham surprised a lot of people how well he played against a great 49er defense. What, sure do you th- what do you think of this one here? And you like some ugly dogs, but what are your thoughts on this game? It, one of the sort of more interesting internal political games within an NFL mm-hmm. franchise we've seen in a long time. Two weeks ago, they send home Derek Carr. Obviously, he was labeled as the franchise quarterback. Massive contract. Josh McDaniels has this guy waiting in the wings. And Stidham, who knows the offense, came over with him. He always has spoken many times about how he knows the offense better than any other QB on the entire roster. 
McDaniel's job has been up in the air for much of the season, and you kind of have this two-game parlay internally for the Raiders where (laughs) if it's another good game from Stidham, well, they kind of saved themselves a lot of money off the books next year with Carr being able to deal him out somewhere else. McDaniels gets his guy. I think there's plenty of motivation here for the Raiders in their last home game of the season with all of that going on internally. A big number for the Chiefs' defense, which has been struggling to be laying, but We've seen this total get bet up, rightfully so. Think there's a lot of points in this game. So I'd look at the over still at 52, uh, but a very interesting game for Raiders fans and the franchise. All right, I see a lot of points in that one as well. How about Saturday night? What, what do you expect out of Dobbs and the Titans? So no matter how you want to look at it, Dobbs is an upgrade over Malik Willis. He yeah. gives the Titans a threat to pass that you just weren't getting with Willis. The Titans now... Everyone on the roster, either 14 or 17 days rest. It's been essentially an extended bye week for them coming in. The defensive injury report, better than we have seen it in about eight weeks for the Titans, especially up front. Very good run defense. The Jags, very smart week-to-week game planning. Going to be another game. Ton of passes from Trevor Lawrence. 40-plus attempts in the meeting just a couple of weeks ago. Massive swing in the number. This was Titans minus three a couple weeks ago. We're over to Jags minus six and a half at home here for the division. Obviously, no Tannehill. Uh, maybe the downgrade to Dobbs has been a little bit too far, but another game, both offenses, I think, going to have a lot of success when you're looking at some props. If you can find Zay Jones over, he's about 57, 58 and a half. That's a pretty good look in this one. All right. I'm surprised with this one, too. Now, the first meeting wasn't that long ago, and Geno Smith had to rally him late uh, to win a high-scoring game against Wolford and the Rams. Now it's Baker. On the road, Seattle win and in with a uh, uh, Green Bay loss. What do you think of Seattle laying a touchdown on the at home? Uh, too much at six still. Number uh, anywhere that I look sort of respected ratings, anything, you're closer to four and a half in this game than you are six. This is the must-win bump mm-hmm. that we're yep. seeing a number of teams get against a team that is not able to make the playoffs. Obviously, and the Rams already eliminated. Sub 40% are these must-win teams the last 20 years in the NFL against the spread. It's just that extra inflation. As you mentioned, the Rams were within the number, but that was also a game where the Rams had a lot of injuries. Obviously, they made the QB change going into that and matched up here. Seahawks, they struggled against two things, tight ends and running backs. And Cam Akers the last couple of weeks has looked really, really good yeah. on the ground, a bit of a resurgence for him. Baker Mayfield loves throwing at tight ends. Loves targeting the running backs, too. And so, again, the first meeting just a couple weeks ago, very competitive between these two teams. And I think this one's going to be competitive again as well. Numbers too big here. I'll take Rams plus six. All right, Adam. Your Jets were favored in Miami, but now that game has (laughs) flipped. And uh, the Dolphins are currently laying like two pretty much across the board. How did you bet this game? Why did you bet it the way you did? And how would you bet it right now? Took Dolphins money line yesterday, minus 120. Obviously, that price is long gone. It helps nobody in saying that right now. What I will say is stay close to your phones and computers this morning. Around 11 a.m. Eastern time, we'll have more information on Mike White. The last two days, it has taken a bit of a turn in terms of how they are labeling him in terms of his health for this game. Went from will play on Monday to should play on Tuesday to a limited practice on the key day of Thursday where he didn't throw any passes yesterday. Still has the rib injuries, maybe a little bit more going on back there, but it's a situation where if White is not going to be on the field for the Jets, 
If they happen to go to Streveler or decide to reactivate Wilson, uh, this number is going to move back towards where it was earlier in the week mm-hmm. uh, at a field goal for Miami. Even with Skylar Thompson, that's going to be a massive downgrade for the Jets in this mm. spot. So um, keep an eye on that one a little bit later this morning. Wow, interesting. Fantastic. Uh, your guy, Streveler, CFL. Uh, I like the under in this game, 40, 40 and a half. What are your thoughts on Cleveland-Pittsburgh? So I I was surprised to see this get to where it was. And again, it's, it's just a must-win bump. We're seeing it a lot this week where the Steelers were out at three. They're at two and a half now. Browns are a fantastic teaser leg at two and a half. I still think at plus 125, you can bet them on the money line too. I like that. Um, a spot where, although the Steelers might find some success on the ground, if they have to throw it, uh, this defensive front for Cleveland Going to be able to put pressure on Kenny Pickett. I think the Browns' offense, it's been suppressed by weather. They've had a couple win games. They've played three straight games against very good defenses, all inside the top 12 for defensive efficiency on the season. The Steelers have benefited from playing a ton of backups, a ton of QBs, no longer in the league. Six straight games, they have played a team that has been dealing with some sort of QB situation where it's not the main starter. Hmm. Now they're getting Watson, who's making his... Uh, Six start, but he's improving last week in the second half. The Browns were saying it was his best half so far of any game he's started. Uh, I think this is going to be a spot where the Browns find some success on offense. Uh, I just this should be closer to a pick em. So if you can still get the Browns a plus money or especially in the teaser leg worth the look for sure. Adam, 90 seconds. Paul and I both bet the Packers on Monday minus four. The thought was. That number is only going to go up. It was never going to go below four. We can get out of it if we want, try to maybe catch a middle, if it maybe hit six and a half, seven potentially. I don't know how high it can go. How sure. are you approaching uh, Packers line Sunday night? Well, we're stuck in this one for now. You have to wait to see what happens with the Seahawks game. I don't think there's any lack of motivation for the Lions either way, just because it's Dan Campbell. Mm-hmm. But uh, at five, I'm not betting the Packers. I think this number is a little bit inflated again because of the situation. But let's wait and see if the Seahawks win and this goes up at at six. I could only look the way at the Lions, but you have to wait for the Seahawks game to finish, obviously. And one more with Cincinnati and Baltimore, and it's going to be Huntley again. And who knows when Jackson comes back this year? And then if, if there could be a coin toss scenario here if, if Baltimore wins. So we don't know if it's Huntley for sure. Didn't throw yesterday at practice, shoulder injury lingering. What's the what's going on with Lamar? Is right. he going to be okay for the playoffs? I don't know if the Ravens risk Huntley in this game the way that it's trending. If it is Anthony Brown, it doesn't get worse than Anthony Brown in wow. the NFL for a QB situation. So if you see a seven with Cincinnati, worth taking it this morning because if that practice report in a couple hours comes out and there's no Huntley, uh, this number is going way up for sure against Anthony Brown. It's going to be ugly for the Ravens on Sunday. You can follow wow. him on Twitter. He is at Adam Chernoff. His podcast is called The Simple Handicap. Uh, thanks, as always, my man. Best of luck this weekend. We'll talk to you next week for the playoffs. Thanks very much, guys. Let's get that Jefferson offensive yes. player of the year. There you go. Absolutely. Good job. Well so done, sir. He mentioned a great teaser leg there. We'll talk about that more coming up next. How do we feel about teasers this weekend? Tease up, tease down, or pass next.
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber, only $79. Get access to everything we do through the big dance of the madness. Only VSEN Pro subscribers get access to the recap of the top plays made by every host and guest. Betting splits, betting reports, limited time offer. So get it now through the end of the madness. VSEN.com slash subscribe. In the previous segment, our good friend Adam Chernoff said that uh, he loves the Browns plus eight and a half uh, as a teaser leg this week. So, Paulie, as we do this every single week during the uh, regular season, tease up, tease down, or pass, do you agree? Browns eight and a half? Yeah, they haven't done much offensively. I mean, the, the Pickett's made the game-winning drive the last two games to uh, to save them. So, 
I would think it'd be a close game, and I think it's a low-scoring game. Well, that's the thing, right? So when you look at these teasers, uh, take a peek at the teams that are involved in low-scoring games with the expectations. You and I both bet under 40 or 40 and a half on this game earlier in the week. So if we like the under, then certainly I think we have to love the Browns plus eight and a half on a teaser leg. Would you take the Texans plus eight and a half at the Colts, or is that just stay away? You want nothing to do with that game whatsoever. Won't watch it. Have no interest in it. Impossible. I think it's uh, impossible to take Houston, though, as well, considering they can get the number one pick and how bad they were last week. Yep. But uh, the other thing, too, Cleveland's saying all the right things about knocking Pittsburgh out of the playoffs oh, they are, as yes. well. So that's, but can, can Pittsburgh put someone away? I mean, with, except, with the exception of Watson turning the ball over, can you see Pittsburgh winning the game by 14, 17 points? They beat Atlanta by three. They beat Indy by seven. They lost by two against Baltimore. They beat Carolina by eight, and then the three-point wins back-to-back weeks. No, I, I mean, mean that, they're, that's they're, they're, I don't see how it gets out of control unless turnovers are involved. I will absolutely give them credit for the Panthers' win because I thought they were in control of that entire game. The Raiders game, they were very fortunate to win. The Ravens game last week, the same exact thing. Yeah. So again, but Pick look it at the end, right? And look, and look at these scores, though, Paulie. I mean, right, you're asking yeah. the question: Are they capable of putting anybody away or blowing them out? The scores tell you no, they're not. Yep, six straight unders for the Brownies too. And I think and the, that's a good one. And Stefanski wants to play well to close out the season. Yeah, that's been part of it this week, and uh, he wants Watson to go out there and play a good game as well. Uh, saw that uh, in you know in some of the pressers this weekend too. So. They're going to play their guys. They want to keep the Steelers. Look, this is a big rivalry. They don't want Steelers to make the playoffs. They can still get in. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh can. Um, I like the Vikings down to one and a half against the Bears in, on a teaser. Yeah, I've come around on that uh, with Peterman starting and how bad the Chicago defense is. Plus, you're, you're right. You cannot go into the playoffs off two stinkers if you're Minnesota. I mean, everyone's making fun of you now. For sure. I mean, you got 12 wins and you've been outscored, which would be impossible. Uh-huh. So everything went wrong last week. Everything. Special teams. Pick six, issues moving the ball, Jefferson one catch, blow them out, get ready for the Giants. I mean, they've had two games like that in, what, the last six weeks? Yeah. Absolute the, blowouts. The Dallas game and, yeah. And the Packers game where nothing went right. And, yep. that, again, there was nothing to really like about this team going into the playoffs. Yeah, fascinating week of action Sunday. It but, really is. But the, Who's the, playing and who? Yeah, and, and the thing is, right, the Bears can still get the number one draft, draft pick. Yep. So what do they have to play for other than that? They're not going to try to win this game. Chargers... Now plus seven and a half or eight at the Broncos or pass. Oh, definitely pass. I don't want it. Again, uh, with the churnoff news, and again, this could be something here, where it could be no Huntley and, and no Mike White. I mean, the Ravens lose that game, then the Chargers are locked into the five. And I, why, I, why would you play people? Yeah, the, I'm not betting anything on the Chargers as of right now. And I don't want any part of Chase Daniel. No, because that, everything could flip. They could play the backups here. Based on what happens uh, earlier on mm-hmm. Sunday. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, be on that note, then Bengals. It's so this has moved a little bit. At most spots, I'm seeing Bengals minus seven. So you don't want to tease them down to minus one per se. But if they go to seven and a half, based on the news that we might get today, and I think we're going to go that way because I am seeing twenty cents at some spots. Uh, would you go Bengals minus one and a half? Yeah. I I just don't think even if it's Huntley, they have no passing attack. Right. Andrews had 100 yards, but that, who's he going to throw to? He's gonna, and if he doesn't go, and it's going to be Anthony Brown, 
But even with Huntley, I, they're, just, they're not capable of doing anything offensively. Yeah. You just, if you're Cincinnati, just contain the rushing attack, right. and you'll be fine. And plus, uh, I, th- I think Burrow will have a big game as well. Adam's right. I mean, again, we, we talked about it briefly uh, Wednesday. I, I think Burrow was going to go crazy in that game. So do I. They were having no problems on the first two drives moving the ball. And uh, I, I think what happened Monday night won't affect Cincinnati, and they'll they'll be ready to go. And they already know they locked up the division. And again, that crazy scenario: a Ravens win and a Chargers win. Then we have a coin toss, which I hate for determining who would get the home game between the Ravens and Bengals in the playoff game the following week. Yeah, and the Bengals, by the way, they are the division champs now. Right. That so is, yes. th- if it hasn't been graded wherever you bet that. Uh, this year, it will be this morning at some point at uh, whichever book you bet that at. Um, we're going to find out more about the Ravens quarterback situation coming up in about 10 minutes. We have a guest who covers the team coming on at that time. Will we see Lamar this weekend? I No, I don't think we see him the rest of the year. He's missed 14 straight practices. Yeah. He's just going to appear next week in the playoff game? And that could be another thinking with Harbaugh. Uh, well, I don't, why even play Huntley? I'll just, we'll run it back next week. And we'll we'll keep, we'll make sure he's healthy because I'm not going to have long. He won't even answer the question. No, he won't. He won't. He's about laughing Lamar's about it, playoffs. Actually. I don't mind. I'm not even going down that road. He says so. This uh, is just bizarre how this is played. Again, they expected him back Christmas Eve. Right. Right. Uh, the Cowboys Commanders number has been all over the map this week. So again, it's it was seven and a half. In fact, I do see at least one spot where it's seven and a half right now on a two team six point teaser. You okay, Cowboys point and a half against the Commanders? No, I don't want it. I don't. Uh, they might pull people. It might be 21-0 Eagles in the second quarter. And maybe Howell plays well. He's got such a lack of yeah, weapons, though. Yeah. I mean, there's Robinson in practice. I, I can't wait to see the uh, injury report today. Well, you could say Cooper Rush can beat him anyways. And if they go to the backups. Yeah, Cooper Rush played really just, well earlier this season. I'm concerned that uh, school could be out early in Philly. So, And the McCarthy could, could yank people, and then who knows what Dallas does from there. I don't know. what. How would you project what Ron Rivera's going to do? He probably still thinks he's alive for the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, and the other one would be, uh, again, Bills right now, sitting at seven. Uh, if it goes to seven and a half, I would expect Bills' money to start pouring in today. Yeah, that's not going to go well for New England. It will not. They are going to be ready to go. And they needed that Zoom I, call with uh, Hamlin's dad, or was it uncle, whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, but the good news that they got yesterday and the fact that Allen said, uh, we are ready to play, and I think that the, they will feed off the emotion of the crowd and a lot on the line, too. So of course. Yeah. I, I, th- I think you'll get a big effort out of the Bills. So I think we're going to get money on that game today. And if it goes to 7.5, uh, Bills on a teaser, minus 1.5. Right. I'm a big fan of that. Okay. What would you do in Survivor? $6 million on the line. Three people are alive here. Three people are left. And they all have Jacksonville. And one gentleman has Seattle. Would you, oh would you, would you take Those Jack- are my two options. Yeah, I think Jacksonville. I did bet Jacksonville in a money line parley, but I think they can lose the game. I mean, are you really going to be stunned tomorrow night if Henry goes thirty-one for a buck eighty and Dobbs doesn't turn the ball over and they win the game, twenty-one seventeen? I won't be. Come on, it's a six and a half point game. I'm not going to be stunned if Jacksonville loses this game. Yeah, I'd be more surprised if the Rams beat Seattle. I think. I I know. I know. Adam made the case for the Rams. I can't get there. Oh boy, I can't get there either. No. You went from the Super Bowl champs to the most losses in history for a defending champ. Yeah. And I, I understand his I, point, though. Like, this is the bump that we're seeing because the yeah. Seahawks have to have the game. The number shouldn't be six. I still think uh, I'd probably see the Seahawks win that game, though. Defense played well last week. I think they'll take them out at home. 
I think Carroll will have them ready to go and uh, yeah. maybe some Baker turnovers and that's it. Let me ask you this. Which team are you? can you go to bed with Sunday night, Saturday night or Sunday night? You can lay, put your head on the pillow and fall asleep to if you lose. Well, from that, with that scenario, I, I think I'd have to go Jackson. So I would too. I know it's Henry. I would too. It's, it was, is a guy making his second career start going to win a game right. like this on the See, road? See, that's a, it's a totally different question. Yeah, I think I might lean Seattle, but I would hate myself less if I lost it right. based on taking Jacksonville. Right. Geno could get me. Bad defense. Something could happen. Yeah, Baker could and, come and, alive and, like and, he didn't on Christmas. Here's the thing: the, the, the Rams have been all over the map. All yeah, over the map. Been, yeah. Who saw that coming on mm. Christmas Day and then last week completely blown out against the Chargers? Yeah, yeah. I don't have that's these guys don't have many options though. I mean it's it's weak. Uh, this is the twentieth pick they've had to make. So you're not gonna get involved with like a, an Atlanta no, I or can't. something somebody like that. No. You just don't have, you don't have any options. No. Well, what's your pro tip of the hour? Look at that. So again, remember this the last couple of weeks the Betting markets have been ahead of the NFL insiders, the Schefters, and the Glazers. It's been incredible, right? With the Hurts news. So check the numbers, right? The, the, the markets are telling you Mike White's not playing now. That this will be Strebler. Miami now a two-point favorite. And if that sucker starts to move in a couple mm. hours on Cincinnati, that means no Huntley. And it's going to be Brown. So it's been back-to-back weeks here where the markets have been an hour 90 minutes ahead of the NFL insiders yep. with the major injury news. Get ready to, to uh, chase some steam today. Yep. Up next, we will talk more about that uh, Ravens-Bengals game. Will we see Lamar Jackson playing against Cincinnati on Sunday? That's coming up here on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years have a plan and know the game be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7.
or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 